0: Welcome to Top Deck Insight, our podcast on all things Magic the Gathering. I'm
1: Sam, followed by my co hosts Josh and Sarah. We're three friends who love MTG, and we've created this podcast to share our experience with you.
2: If you like what we do, you can find us on Twitter and YouTube at Top Deck Insight. We also have a website, topdeckinsight.co.uk. Now let's get into the episode.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Top Deck Insight. My name is Josh, and today I want to talk about some recent magic news, because there's been a couple of big things that have happened. What? Surprise, surprise. What? Surprise, surprise. We're in, I think, a little bit of a stale period for magic in that... Would
0: you say so?
1: For, I think it's still
0: for mm. us. But
1: yeah, For the I community, think so. it's fun
0: because the set's just been released, yeah. the D&D set.
1: Yes, a set has just been released. Yeah, you're right. You know what?
0: Maybe maybe it's
1: just stale for me because of the way that I've been consuming magic, which is something that I want to talk about as well. But for now, let's update people on bans. Let's talk about those. So first off, earlier this month, Hull Breacher was banned in Commander
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, by the Commander Advisory Group. So for those that don't know, uh, the rules of Commander are not actually dictated by Wizards. They're actually decided by the CAG, or the Commander Advisory Group, which is a group of people who are separate from Wizards, Mm -hmm. um, and they come together and advise and define all of the rules. They choose what is banned and not banned, uh, any rules changes that need to be amended for Commander. They're kind of in charge of it all, and it is a separate entity to Wizards. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Commander Advisory Group banned Hellbreacher... Uh, earlier this week and if you're if you're following magic you may have missed that because it wouldn't have been officially announced by wizards of the coast because mm-hmm. they yeah. don't make the rules for commander uh, which is probably why some people might actually not know this
0: yeah and i'd just like to mention as well because we did recently do an episode on the commander ban list those cards are ridiculous so
2: yes that's having true, yeah. a recently
0: banned card in commander I think before that it was Lutri, that would have been the latest one, Mm -hmm. and that was banned before it even got released. (laughs) Um,
1: Yes, Lutri just couldn't be in commander, clearly. It was too overpowered. Arguably, well, we knew that Hull Breacher was going to be really powerful, so let me read this out. It is two and a blue for a merfolk pirate creature. It's a 3-2, and it has flash. It also has... If an opponent would draw a card except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, instead, you create a treasure token. So, Hmm. yeah, this is really, really, really strong. Um, uh, So, in fact, why don't you tell us why is this card so strong? What's so strong about this? What do you think of this card, Sarah?
2: (laughs) Do you have it in your pirate deck?
1: No, yeah. it is uh, so far too expensive. It's
0: very expensive. We can proxy it. It's a I mean,
1: not card. now. No, so I could have proxied it. Did
2: you not because you think it's too powerful? Yes, okay. yeah. So
1: this came out in Commander Legends, which was late last year, I think. Um, And I knew that I didn't want it in even my Pirates deck mm-hmm. from then because it's just too strong. It's mm. it's too Fair. strong to proxy. Is it a Rogue as well? It is a oh, Pirate. It's just a and Pirate. pirate. Okay. Yeah, but what do you think of that card? What well, do you yeah, think I mean, is so powerful about it?
2: Well, it's nuts. <laughs> because commander is multiplayer. Everyone likes to draw extra cards, so you're just going to get a bunch of treasures. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's also because it says instead you make that a treasure, so they don't get they to didn't draw not draw the card, cards. yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like a Narset on crack, basically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what's so powerful about this ability, which you do see on a couple of other cards, I think you see it on Notion Thief, This a similar ability. Mm, yeah and on Narset Parter of Veils, this effect where if your opponents would draw any extra cards, they they don't and you get something for it. Mm -hmm. Um, What's so powerful about this is its combination with wheel effects. Wheel effects in Magic are effects that make every player at the table discard their hand and draw some amount of cards. Mm -hmm. If you have Hullbreacher on the battlefield, And you play a spell that makes everybody discard their hand and draw seven new cards or something. Mm -hmm. None of your opponents get to draw. Instead... You draw seven new cards, and, and if you've got it. three <laughs> opponents, you make 21 treasures.
2: And they all lose their hands.
1: And, yeah, they just discard their hands. So wow. for
0: the price of, like, three mana for a wheel spell, yeah. you can play that as well. So you can, in total, spend about six mana to just ridiculously overpower everyone. Yes. Yeah,
1: that yeah. is... You're probably you know, winning.
2: And... If you do that, oh, yeah, you you're, win. you're winning, aren't you, you, win. you
1: for sure? Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm glad yeah. you never got it. Like, six mana to... Um, discard each opponent's hand, draw seven new cards, and make 21 mana. Mm. Like, that is absolutely ridiculous. And that's the top end of this kind of card. Um, what's so powerful about Hull Breacher, I think, is is the flash element as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Narset and Notion Thief, they have a similar ability, mm. and they are really strong in Commander. Notion Thief is four mana. Mm-hmm. Narset, I think, is three.
0: Yeah, Notion Thief lets you, instead of an opponent drawing... A another card for their turn. I think you and that opponent draw, a card, or or you just draw a card, or something,
1: something like that. that. I can't quite remember. Yeah, it's really quite a cheap
0: that. card. Um, it's in my rogue's deck. It was, was in the precon. Say, I think. Or, yeah, notion thief is in the precon. Um, I think it's something along those lines, where it's like a quite a weak, weak, weak started creature.
1: Notion so. thief is two blue black for a human rogue creature. It's a three one. It has flash. And if an opponent would draw a card except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, instead, that player skips that draw and you draw a card. Yeah.
2: Right, okay.
1: Which is still really good. Really good. Yeah. that costs like 15p. (laughs) But yeah, it being being blue-black and four mana makes it way harder to use in Commander than Hellbreacher because it's much more likely to not be in your Commander's colours. Four mana is a lot more than three. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it, but it really does make a big difference, it being that one extra mana. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: also, Notion Thief is a bit more fragile. Uh, I can't remember. How big
0: was, it, three, two? It was a 3 2? 3 two, 2. I think. Yeah. This is a yeah. 3
1: 1. You know, actually, it's it a little bit more fragile, Just but ten, not really. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, still, it's
0: still an overall worse card, for sure. Yes,
1: definitely. Um, and yeah, that's what's so powerful about Hull Breacher. If somebody plays uh, a Divination. You know, they could play th- pay three mana to draw two cards. Mm. You flash in Hull Breacher, You make two treasures and they don't get to do anything. Yeah. Uh, it can be really powerful just flashing it in at the right time. It, it negates some of the most powerful cards uh, and early plays and things in commander like Rhystic Study, mm. Esper Sentinel, mm. all these cards that draw you more cards, which is a really powerful thing to do. Um, Hull Breacher just shuts them off. Yeah. And... It's also got really good types as well. Pirate yeah. is well, pirate's not so good, but, but Murfok is a really good type. Deck. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. It's got good good types for tribal decks, um, and all of that contributes to Hullbreacher just being a cut above all of the other cards in its kind of in its in its scene. Mm-hmm. Um, It's much better than Narset also. (laughs) Whilst both of them them are three mana, Narset can be attacked down.
2: Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm.
1: much easier to remove. Yeah. You have to have removal for Hull Breacher. You can't attack it down. Yeah. Um, And that makes a big difference too. So Hull Breacher is just better than Narset because it's more resilient, better than Notion Thief because it's cheaper and easier to play. Mm -hmm. And so all of the cards in its class, it's just a little bit better than. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and whenever you have a card that's just a little bit better than everything else that does a similar thing, that is what creates a very powerful magic card. Like, some of the most powerful cards in magic are only a little bit better than their, yeah. you know, their, their yeah. competition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think all of that coupled with the fact that this is a, this is an oppressive ability. Yeah. It's an ability that is very powerful and stops your opponents from doing something, which is a pretty mean thing to do. <laughs> yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and not just—it's also like it, it affects everyone on the board. And you know, the more players you're against, the better the card becomes. Yeah, and those kind of cards can be kind of kind of BS when it comes to commander, I suppose. So like when you look at a card that's like. Oh, it's like a twenty twenty creature or something, but that could only attack one attack person at a time. Person, yeah, it's not nowhere near as good as affecting everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, there's just a lot of lots of uh, turn value in it. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, Hallbreaker has been banned in Commander. Mm-hmm. The Commander Advisory Group have decided to do that. Um, what do you guys think of that banning? Do you think so, that it's justified?
2: I think so. I mean, I, I don't really like when cards get. Banned. yeah it kind of well this is not so bad i suppose but like when they bring cards out straight away and then they get banned straight away i'm like did nobody realize does everybody <laughs> at work at Wizards not really understand how magic works
0: this is the thing because it's similarly it's because wizards didn't choose to ban either. yeah um yeah it's a little bit different it's a little bit command. different and yeah i think it has just been uh i mean since it came out like what was it a year ago or two years ago has been out how long has it been out for
1: bridge? Only late last year. Late last year. Commander so, Legends. So a little under right. a year
0: then. I don't know. Um, yes. Yeah, it's been, it's been discussed for a, like a, a ban or removal from the format yeah. for a long time. And um, I guess, I don't know how Wizards playtest their Commander cards, because they do release them quite often. Yeah. In conjunction with actual sets like Modern and, and...
2: Well, how much do the, was it the Commander Advisory Group or Board or whatever, how much involvement do they have when cards are being made for Commander, or is it very much I can after?
0: imagine it's nothing to none do with, at with all. Wizards, yeah. Yeah, none at so all. So it's just a, yeah, like, they're just a group, yeah. I suppose, um, to put it kindly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not like it's gonna, again, Commander is not gonna be a format that's ever gonna be yeah, warped, if that makes sense. Yeah, you can't shake it by banning cards. you? can't shake it up card, by banning cards, yeah. Unless you ban Sol Ring. <laughs> that'll, pretty, that'll be pretty crazy. Yeah. We all have soul rings. We do. We kind <laughs> yeah. of have to. Yeah. Um,
1: they have said many times that they're not going to ban it. Yeah. A uh, soul ring. But I could understand... I, I can understand... So, I, I know a, a few people, uh, like the guys over at Empty Do Goldfish, mm. uh, who have it banned as a table rule. Okay. Because it's just objectively it is strong.
0: the best, yeah.
1: Yeah. There's no reason not to run it and...
2: Yeah, but I think that's fine because there's no reason not to run it, so everybody's got it, right? Yeah. Like...
0: But then... It, yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's not, much, it's not inherently, like... Yeah, and
2: how much better is it...
0: Oppressive or anything.
2: For, like, all of us that play, how much better is it for any one of us having mm. a Sol Ring?
0: Exactly, yeah.
2: Maybe Josh slightly in your Eldrazi deck, because... It it's like you. But, but like, yeah it, that's, but really, that's negligible. Exactly. Hmm. Right, whereas, like, Hull Breacher is going to be really great yeah, in... Imagine everyone had that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be
0: fucking awful.
2: <laughs> what, what would happen if everybody had it? It would just... Well, everyone we'll just grabs loads of treasure, <laughs> but nobody
0: would
1: have but nobody any cards. would get any
2: cards to <laughs> spend the treasure on.
1: Yeah, on the whole breacher ban, um, mm-hmm. it's been in play since Commander Legends, which was late last year. Why ban it now? Now, what I can say about this is that um, when it comes to Commander bans, mm-hmm. there are some bans that are CEDH bans. They're banned mm. because they made, they really imbalanced CEDH. Mm. Uh, and then there are also some bands that are for normal EDH purposes. Uh, Hull Breacher is one of them. Hullbreacher is played in CEDH, or was mm. played in CEDH, but it actually wasn't breaking the format. No. Hull Breacher was banned because of its impact on casual command. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I find that quite interesting. Um, like another example is, is Flash, which I think is banned in commander. Yeah. Um Flash is a two mana spell that allows you to put a creature from your ha- oh, let me look it up.
2: <laughs> so is that where flash comes from? Like no. the mecha- no, okay.
0: Yeah, it's not a mechanic that's banned by the way. No, <laughs> There's well, a card that, called that's Flash. That's
2: why I was like
1: what do you mean? <laughs> what? <he> <laughs> maybe 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 that's well, where like, counterspell, from. the mechanic came Counter spell the first counter it it's be. called Counterspell, spell, right? The first yeah, yeah. and
2: then I'm sure you've told me other examples of that
1: before. Yeah. You might be right. There might be a little slice of magic history there. Maybe. But flash is one in a blue for an instant that reads, You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. If you do, sacrifice it unless you pay its mana cost reduced by up to two. So you pay two mana for it, and then in theory, the way this is supposed to work is you put a creature down, and then you have to pay the rest of the mana for that creature. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just gives a creature flash.
2: flash. Yeah. So that probably is where it came from then. Yeah, yeah, it it
1: could be. Yeah, it very well could be. Could I don't know which one came first. It's like a chicken or the egg situation.
0: When did this? The flash.
1: Keyword or the card situation.
0: What set is that from? Do you know? Uh, This this is. uh, Might not be the first one. Yeah, this is a
1: Magic 25th anniversary cards that i'm looking at so i don't really know um but where this breaks uh, a format is in combination with a card called protean hulk which is a six mana creature um i think and it reads when protean hulk dies you may search your library for any number of creature cards with total converted mana cost six or less and put them into play um and the problem okay. with this is that if you have Protean Hulk in your hand mm-hmm. and you have Flash in your hand, you can pay two mana, Flash Protean Hulk into play, yeah. then you have to sacrifice it because you refuse to pay its yeah. mana cost, it dies, you can search your library for up to six mana's worth of, of creature cards, and in Commander, you can find an instant win right there. Yeah.
0: Why I just ban Protein Hulk? like that's the problem
1: isn't it <laughs> <laughs> maybe um actually it's not on the ban list is it protein i don't hunk. think so yeah. i have not heard of it before um, you
2: just started a... speaking then yeah. so.
1: because if played honestly it's protein hulks fine but i feel like maybe not there has to be other ways to cheat cheat cards out from your hand right um yeah sure an... immediately sacrifice i don't know yeah don't that's know, a... but...
2: yeah that combination maybe,
0: maybe.
1: Not. maybe not yeah but yeah uh, um, fair enough and so this is like a maybe that's just one combo Yes, yeah, this is this. Well, yeah, this is this is the pretty solid combo. Yeah. A flash protein hulk is a notorious combo in commander, and then what you protein hulk into, like the, the creatures mm. that you pick that total six mana off of the protein hulk, that changes depending yeah. on the deck. But flash protein hulk is what
2: colors is protein hulk? Green mm. sounds
1: green, yeah, yeah so yeah. it's, it's a simic, simic
2: I was yeah. just thinking, I could put it in taser, and then when I get to do it twice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I get like
0: Abzan Taser.
1: Twelve mana yeah, Creatures. Well, no, what I think you going. get six and six. Yeah. So you could not get a seven mana creature. Yeah. think you Yeah. Which would be very good. Uh, maybe you should switch the commander out to yep. something that has green in it. Nope. And... No,
2: no, no. <laughs> Love Taser. Me and Tebe forever.
1: Yeah. Maybe yeah. they'll print a card one day that is called Taser and Dina college bffs <laughs> it would be uh, and it's Tacer white black green
2: they're they're no,
1: they're just, they're, they're just one work one. friends i think
0: um no didn't they have a card where it's them on them
1: yeah, ethereal absolution oh yeah that player. is yeah that yeah. Is yeah. Cards, mm-hmm. so. yeah they're both on it and yeah they're, they're just friends from work
0: you don't know i bet taste is like jealous because she didn't get like a spark and then she's not planeswalker And then Kaya's like, Haha. you would mm. be a little bit salty
1: I'd about silly, it, man. wouldn't you? Imagine being Niv Mizzet. Like <laughs> yeah. you're like this genius, verging on like omniscient being, Firemine. except yeah. yeah, no spark, yeah. just lives on Ravnica.
0: That's pretty lame. <laughs> mm-hmm. Poor guy. Aww.
2: Poor so Niv.
1: So Niv. You're just not cool enough. What were we talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, that was we me. were talking about Flash Hulk. So Flash Hulk was... combo uh, yeah, banned because it was so consistently powerful in Commander, mm-hmm. in Competitive Commander, um, not too powerful in Casual Commander because unless you're tutoring for those pieces, it's so unlikely you're going to mm. find them. Yeah. But in Competitive Commander, you play loads of tutors mm-hmm. and then you, you can find those pieces and find your win really quickly. Um, Hull Breacher though is not the you know it's not it's not ending the game on the spot and so it's not for CEDH purposes that it got banned yeah. um and so i mean what i would like to know a bit more about is the logic behind the banning now like we know that when it comes to bannings uh wizards of the coast will analyze game data yeah so how does the cag make the same decision because they can't uh, Collects data yeah. for Commander games. No. Um, maybe that's
2: why it takes longer.
1: Um, actually, that's a, that's a very good point. Maybe that is why it took six months for them to decide to ban it. Well,
2: yeah, because if a good card comes out in Standard, like, everybody... Well, select people will all play it and build decks around it, and then it's very obvious that it's broken. But there's so, obviously so many cards in Commander, and so many mm. people play it. It would take longer. I, I feel like the people that are in the Commander Advisory Group obviously will play Commander, so maybe after they all play in their multiple different play groups and play against people, then they just kind of naturally realise that a card is too powerful yeah. from playing themselves, rather than analysing game data. But that will take longer to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And that seems reasonable to me.
2: Well, I'm actually part of the commander advisory <laughs> group, so that's why yeah. I know that. Yeah, that's me, so crazy. Me and Josh I Lee Kwai.
1: I would have thought that you'd need to know the rules.
2: I do know the rules. Test me.
1: Um, what's rule 702.1a?
2: Uh, Josh always loses. Damn, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's rule one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's yeah.
2: rule one for our play group. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, is Jocelyn Quiet on the Commander
0: Badger group? Yes, mm-hmm. he is.
1: Yes, oh, cool. Yeah,
2: that's how I know about it because yeah. of Command Zone. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Is the prof on it too? No, no, oh, no, he's I two. don't
1: believe so.
2: It's too
0: sort of. He should put Post Malone on it. <laughs>
2: hmm. He would be the face of it, like the celebrity. No, no, no. No. Don't just use him for
1: his face. I think he could. It's not just like... It's not like (laughs) Mensa, where you can just join and it's pointless. Like, they do a lot of work, the Commander Advisory Group. They work a lot with Wizards. A lot of them do actually playtest. So you you were talking earlier about whether they have any involvement in future Mm. sets and stuff. Uh, Directly, no, they don't work for Wizards. But the Commander Advisory Group members do get to playtest very often mm-hmm. with cool. future cards and decks and things. So you will probably have picked up, if you listen to the Command Zones podcast, Josh sometimes talks when there's new Commander products out yeah. about testing it a couple of years ago. Yes, yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah, so they do, they're do. they very closely involved with Wizards but they're not employed by Wizards.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they're an independent body.
1: Yes. Yes, cool. that is the purpose. Uh, so speaking of bannings and how Wizards does them, mm-hmm. um, Brainstorm has been suspended in historic. Mm-hmm. So this was announced in a band and restricted announcement this week, and it was the only change that was announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think of that announcement? Are you surprised about Brainstorm being banned? Was there anything else that you thought Wizards might bring up in that b and
0: Well, yeah. I thought there was going to be some Pauper news um, because Pauper apparently is a little bit. I mean, we d- we only really play Pauper with each other, mm-hmm. so our Pauper meta game is like mono green. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, from what I can see from like Pauper community, is there are there are need of some bannings. Mm-hmm. Um, Storm cards are notoriously banned in pauper just for being so powerful. Mm-hmm. And there is a brand new storm card which is taking pauper by the by storm. storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um which is chatterstorm Storm, which is as uh, simply as the two mana I don't know if it's an instant, um, but it's a one green spell which creates a
1: one one squirrel. Chatterstorm's a good name for a podcast. Chatterstorm.
0: Ooh, it is. Oh my gosh. That is a great name. But yeah. it's yeah. Than the other name. Yeah. I'm not going to reveal the <laughs> oh, Spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> um Yeah, so Chatterstorm is a one green instant all-soul I can't remember off the top my head, but it creates a 1-1 green squirrel and it has Storm, which means it copies itself for the number of spells that have been played this turn already, mm-hmm. which is pretty powerful in Pauper, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, if people, especially if you were playing, like, Affinity and you play like four frog mites or something, yeah. this is like end step, I create like 12 squirrels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, yeah, it seemed <clears throat> it seemed like a lot of people in the pop community were calling for that ban. Um, nothing from Wizards, uh, maybe, maybe it'll, it'll just be soon, they haven't thought yeah. about it much mm-hmm. yet. Um, and also there were people discussing some sort of ban to Affinity. Um, affinity did get very powerful mm-hmm. uh, with the indestructible jewel lands yes. and sojourner's companion yeah. mm-hmm. <clears throat> but i don't think it should i don't know if it deserves a bound because i feel like it, it what it happened is it just got more consistent and viable yeah. yes and
1: i think it's a tricky one to tackle it is a as one, well
0: because nothing's inherently overpowered it just mm-hmm. works as a deck now.
2: yeah
1: yeah i think yes. that um so looking at i've been keeping my eye on Pauper affinity lists and uh one of the best things it, for me that came out of Modern Horizons 2 was um, Ethereum Shaper? Or is it Ethereum yeah. Sculptor? Ethereum Sculptor. The one that Sculptor, makes the birds. F- the spinner. Ethereum, uh, makes thopters. Ethereum Spinner. spinner. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Ethereum Spinner, which is a uh, two and a blue for a creature that uh, has the ability, whenever you play a spell with converted mana cost 4 or greater, mm-hmm. you make a 1-1 one, one Thopter artifact. And it's an artifact itself as well. It's an artifact creature. Yes. It's not. Oh, no, it's
2: not. Is it's it not. not. No. no, it's not. It's the only one oh, in yeah. the deck that is isn't artifact,
1: mm. apart from um, And, yeah, that, that creature I thought was going to be a game changer for Affinity, mm. and <laughs> people were playing it heavily to begin with, mm. but recent lists have been taken out. It yeah. seems like people seem to be now favouring pretty much the old affinity lists, but with the extra four Sojourner's Companions mm-hmm. yeah. um, as the as really the, the only change. And that is really just... it's just so... It's, it, as you said, so consistent, mm. so yeah. refined. Like, you can just dump spells out of your hand and then fling yeah. an ATOG at your mm-hmm. opponent, and it's it works so much more consistently. Uh, so, what do you ban in that list? Do you ban Sojourner's Companion because it really isn't doing that much, and the deck will mm-hmm. then become probably the Ethereum Spinner deck, which was yeah. really strong too? Yeah. Um, do you ban one of the <clears throat> artifacts that is used? I don't think so because there are loads.
2: Yeah, we. Can't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, what you would could. You, ban? you
1: could replace them for uh, a whole bunch of. Yeah. yeah. There are loads of options there. Um, I. I don't. Do you ban
0: Fling. The entire land. I don't. <laughs> the entire land base.
1: Yeah, you can't. You can't ban the can't land ban the base. Lands. Um, if you ban the A tog, you kill the deck. Yeah. And that would be a shame, in my opinion. Like yeah. I think that banning the A tog just kills the deck instead of nerfing it. And I do think that we should be looking to nerf the deck, uh, not just completely kill it.
0: Yeah. I think Sojourner's Companion will be a fair nerf. To be fair, um, it having a top end because there eight, eight eight top end kind of cards in that deck. Mm-hmm. Um mm. is a lot. Like the way the way that deck can lose is not having enough power on the board and not having enough beefiness, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 makes loads of artifacts and gets the affinity count really high, um but then you, you know you run out of things to play with it and I think that's where the weakness in the deck is and now that's kind of just been shored up. Um I think Sojourner's companion I'm not, I don't, it's difficult because it's not overpowered yeah. but it does nerf the deck in a fair enough way I think which yeah. would be lame because I really like Sojourner's Companion it's very good yeah but yeah. what
2: else like, what else will it get played in? nothing
0: nothing right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Nothing. so then, then I feel like why do you make these cards?
0: yeah the <laughs> thing is with, with Modern and Modern Horizons all of the cards are extremely pushed because they are for Modern yeah mm-hmm. they are for you know Sojourner's Companion is <laughs> for Affinity decks yes um And pretty much nothing else. So all of the cards are very pushed. Um, And to sort of confirm what pushed means, I guess, because I actually didn't understand it too much until recently, um, it just kind of means when a card is... It's actually quite hard to explain. Do you know how to explain what pushed means? It's Um... sort of when it's like designed really like like meta heavy wise i would say or like it's a very meta card like i've always
1: understood the i've always understood pushed to mean that a card uh has been designed to have a very specific impact on a meta game to either shake things up or um encourage the the sale of packs because of that single card so oko for example Oko Thief of Crowns, yeah, um, which was a really, really powerful planeswalker printed in Throne of Eldraine Three mana, and it has like built-in removal, and mm-hmm. then it, it's just super, super powerful. Like
0: everything you wanted. Mm. Yeah,
1: it, it's it's got everything uh, that you need, and it, it was so strong. Uh, and I would consider that a pushed card yeah. because um, everybody was talking about it, and people were buying Throne of Eldraine packs to yeah. to get yeah. an Oko specifically. Uh, and i consider that pushed but yeah. like i think that it feels like wizards printed this insanely powerful card thinking if we put this in packs make it a mythic people will eat that shit up people yeah. will keep yeah. buying packs um and then then of course they banned oko because it was so strong and that feels like a pushed card to me yeah, yeah. um i think another example of a pushed card uh I in Uro recent in Theros history
0: as well Uro, i think was pushed
1: Yep. that I feel that like. was
0: like the only thing that sold Theros packs, mm-hmm. um, and then because they were like, "All right, let's wait. Well, let's wait until it gets close to like a year, and then we'll ban it." Like they had no reason to <laughs> yeah.
1: to keep it unbanned yeah. except for
0: they were selling Theros mm. packs.
1: Same with Omnath.
0: And Omnath. Um, well, Omnath got banned quick though.
1: Omnath, oh yeah, it did. But, yeah, but it was the only I feel thing like selling. a pushed card is a card that any any player can look at and think that's too strong. Mm-hmm this shouldn't be printed. Yeah. And you know that wizards know that. Mm-hmm. And you know that they're printing it to sell packs. Yeah. That's what I consider a pushed card. Okay, that's more
0: fair. That makes sense. And then, yeah, I guess you can say Modern Horizons is, is purposely pushed cards mm. because it... Well, obviously, the packs are, first of all, very expensive. Yeah. And you can look at all of the cards in, in Modern Horizons 2 and think, like, you know, they are supposed to shake up. They're stronger. The,
2: yeah, they're just stronger, aren't they? Yeah. It's a stronger like, even Like,
0: things like Strixhaven... Um, Kind of like a flavour thing. Same with the D&D set. i mostly focused on printing, you know, flavorful cards. Cards that are, like, cool and, and look snazzy, but they don't necessarily... They're not necessarily powerful, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, mix pushed with powerful, because it's not always the same. It's
1: not. I think maybe another way to look at it is if we look at Demi-Lich. Mm. on Horizons 2 card that... Um, no,
0: Demi-Lich is D&D. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, uh,
1: so AFR card that, um, so with Demi Lich, you know, you could look at it and I as I think you should with a card, you could look at it from a design perspective and think, hey, this is a really cool new tool in Spellslinger strategy decks. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Demi Lich, you look at it and think, this is basically printed for the Is it Phoenix deck. And mm-hmm. um, so if there is a prominent deck in a popular meta and a card is printed that is just perfect for that deck, that feels pushed to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what I think you should think when you look at a powerful card is this is a really cool new tool for this specific strategy of deck. You know, you, shouldn't, yeah. you just shouldn't think, oh man, this this top meta deck has just got this brand new custom printed card that does exactly what they want. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's, that was, so that, another really good example of a push card um, would have been Questing Beast as well from Drain. Mm. The amount of text on that card, first yeah. of all, like, it's almost like half of that text was not necessary, but they're like, now nah, let's add this in so it's a bit more like meta-dependent, like the damage yeah. to Planeswalkers thing. Mm-hmm. When it deals combat damage, it deals damage to Planeswalkers. Why? Yeah. Why was that a thing? Yeah. There's nothing on the card's, like, lore or, or even mm-hmm. in the Eldraine Set as yeah, there's, there's no, no like no anti-planeswalker yeah. theme. They're just like planeswalkers are pretty powerful right now. Let's just put this on this, put this card. On this so card.
1: let me. I'm gonna read out questing beast. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know what it does, I, I guarantee you if you have are seen sure the card have before,
2: <laughs> <laughs> to <read it> out. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, even if you have seen the card before, I guarantee you you, you, you you'll learn something yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's called questing beast. It's two green green for a legendary creature. That it's a four four and it has. vigilance death touch haste questing beast can't be blocked by creatures with power 2 or less combat damage that would be dealt by creatures you control can't be prevented whenever questing beast deals combat damage to an opponent it deals that much damage to target planeswalker that (laughs) player controls
2: (sighs) so much text i've already forgotten the start of it yeah it's
1: so it's it's, vigilance just, it's just so much yeah it has vigilance it has death touch it has haste it can't be blocked by creatures that are, have power two or yeah. less when it deals combat damage it deals that much damage to planeswalkers and the damage can't be prevented and it's just like yeah. it's ability after ability yeah. after ability and it's it's
0: it's irrelevant abilities as well yeah there was yeah. no there was no like eldraine theme of of yeah, none of that is two on... parallels. No. There's
1: no like reason that. for it to have death touch. Yeah, there's yeah, no reason for touch. it to prevent uh, combat damage yeah, or to, to combat damage. To stop. Yeah. yeah, there's no reason for it to prevent the prevention of combat yeah, prevent damage. The like, of combat. Like, <laughs> it, it just it feels like abilities have just been slapped onto the card without thought In to yeah. push it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, of course, the set. Well, not quite. It was two sets after War of the Spark. Mm. Um, War of the Spark was legal at the time uh, yeah. when it was printed, and War of the Spark had tons and tons of Planeswalkers.
0: Yeah. So mm. I think
1: it was supposed to be Planeswalker haste. However, yeah. you could remove literally half of the abilities and yeah. change and not change that at all.
0: Yeah. Even just a a four mana vigilance death touch haste creature is enough to beat Planeswalkers because mm-hmm. yeah. haste is really good against Planeswalkers because they can only use abilities on their turn. Um, unless it's the new Teferi one, which is the... <laughs> 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 but yeah, so that, the Questing Beast is a great example of a really pushed card. Um, and I guess, so to the original point, I mean, it's not like Sojourner's Companion is pushed, no. but a lot of the modern cards are purposely pushed, I feel. They're not really supposed to be, you know, they're not supposed to be like, oh, this is a cool lore card. Like, yeah. They will have completely random abilities yes. designed for the modern mm-hmm. meta. Um, which is yeah, that's that's the thing with the modern sets, it's not a bad thing for them to be pushed. It's kind of the whole point is that they need, to, that be, they need right? to be yeah. they'd be pushed cards because they're supposed to affect the meta. Yeah. Um so yeah, when it comes to things like standard sets and like El Drain, push cards are a bit more of a problem because it's like, you know, this is very purposely the the biggest thing that they're talking about. Yeah. This is, this is what they want people to buy packs for yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah, which
2: I never considered before. When I thought about why wizards bring out cards that are obviously overly powerful mm-hmm. and they get banned immediately. But you're totally right, it's just to sell packs. Yeah. yeah. And that's I why never they never thought about that.
0: Yeah, they don't even ban them immediately for that as well because, you know, Euro lasted for so long. Yeah. Euro lasted for way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like, all right, you know, th- no one's buying thousands yeah, th- no th- Packs anymore, let's ban it. Yeah, let's ban it, <laughs> ban it. yeah.
1: Oko okay was for bullshit. weeks as well. Yeah, o- Oko okay okay was, was... In, in play for weeks. People were buying up Eldrain Packs. Yeah. They didn't ban it, they continued to not ban it. It started getting played. Oko is a one blue and green for this Planeswalker. Yeah. And it was being played in modern mono-red decks. Because yeah. it was <laughs> yeah. that it good.
0: Was... <laughs> yeah, but... It was
1: so good that in a mono-red burn deck, it's worth splashing blue-green yeah. to play Oko. Which is ridiculous. Ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it, is, it was ludicrous. And they didn't ban it for longer than the entire community wanted. Mm. Because it was probably selling packs. Yeah. It was probably selling, like, it was, it's probably one of the most expensive cards to be printed in recent history. I'm pretty sure Oko went up to, like, 99.
0: Yeah, it Jesus. went up to over 100 pounds, I'm yeah. pretty sure.
1: And it's very rare that a Magic card does that when it's so new, yeah. when it's still being printed, that it goes up that high. Yeah,
0: um,
1: And this is the, you know, non-foil, non-alt-art version, just the yeah. standard version of the card. Um, kind of stupid. Yeah, which is, it, it was crazy. Um... Wizards made a lot of weird power level mistakes that year (laughs) this year last year in standard that it does seem like they're kind of moving away from that Um, But you know speaking of that Oko is is a new card. We've been talking about a lot of new cards Um, Brainstorm is not Brainstorm is a very old card. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's what we were talking about. Yeah (laughs) yeah. Uh, So recently suspended in historic Mm -hmm. so Brainstorm is an instant it costs a single blue mana to cast and it reads: Draw three cards, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that so powerful? What's so powerful about that? Can one of you tell me?
0: Yeah.
2: Well, uh, uh, why is it powerful? Like, why has it been bad in historic? I feel like Sammy starts that so, as the person that actually plays historic.
0: With with brainstorming historic, so. The reason, uh, the reason it got suspended the reasoning for it from Wizards was because of the prominence of blue based like control decks or blue based value decks that mm-hmm. were just playing Brainstorm yeah. they, they rose to the top so the, the two like top decks were Is It Phoenix which got revived and then uh, Jeskai Control as well um, so it's it's an instant spell which I guess we have to go over the concept of what's called Brainstorm Lock and Brainstorm Unlock uh, so it's a Magic the Gathering concept based around the card. Okay. And so obviously when you, draw, when you play this spell, you pay one mana, you draw three cards, and put two cards back on top of your library. Mm-hmm. So in effect, you pay one mana and draw a card.
2: Yeah.
0: And so that's just worse than OP because ops scries is one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's called... If, you, if, that's, if that's all you get out of your brainstorm, that's what's called being brainstorm locked, because you've paid one mana, and you don't really get that much value. Mm-hmm. Um, however if you were to play brainstorm, draw three cards and put two cards back on top and then shuffle your library that is called being unlocked
2: Okay.
0: Uh, and in effect you draw three fresh cards and then the next card you draw is going to be a random card so it's yeah. not one that you put back because obviously the ones that you put back you're not going to need right now yeah so if you're able to shuffle that by saying playing like an evolving wilds or playing a fable passage or something like that mm-hmm. yeah um, that's called unlocking your brainstorm okay. and effectively paying one mana to draw three cards
1: Yeah, um, that is spot on, Um, because, of course, with Brainstorm, uh, it's not like some other cards where you look at the top three and you put one back or two back, Mm. you just draw three cards and then you look at your hand, you pick the two worst cards in your hand for the situation that you're in, Mm -hmm. they get put back on top of your library, and so it's called locked, Mm -hmm. Brainstorm locked, because your next two draws are two bad cards, Um, but yeah, if you can Crack an Evolving Worlds or a Fable Passage and Shuffle your library. If you can play another spell in some other formats like um, Ponder, yeah. which mm-hmm. allows you to look at the top three cards of your library, put them back in any order, and then you mm-hmm. have the option to shuffle. Yeah. So loads of ways to shuffle your library in magic.
0: In in the Delva deck you have that brainstorm ponder. Yeah. And yeah. that's what makes brainstorm really good in the Delva pauper deck. Yeah. In historic, there was a lot of people playing so obviously in historic the best way to unlock your brainstorm is by playing Fable Passage, mm-hmm. um, that's a really p- good land to use it with. Um, and there's also uh, Abundant Harvest as well, yeah. which is a one mana green spell that would let you choose non-land or land, uh, and you reveal cards from the top of your library until you reach one of those. Mm-hmm. So you put back the two cards you don't want, so say you put back two lands, and then you just pick non-land and it gets rid of those two lands that are on top. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, there's, there's 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 lots of ways to make brainstorm really good, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, in historic it was just a little bit too powerful I think, because because being brainstorm unlocked isn't necessarily that powerful. You know, it's not it's not banned in pauper. Yeah, it's, it's in pauper. It's in modern. Oh wait, is brainstorm in modern? Uh, no, it's not in modern. It's not. Never mind. But um, for historic, which is a little bit lower power than I, I would say, than things like the things like modern and pauper. for Cause is mm-hmm. a lot more powerful than uh, historic. Being able to flash draw three cards um, and at instant speed and, and have those three cards. It was just rich, way too good for mm-hmm. blue based value decks okay. like Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so the suspension was, was, was very, you know, it's very likely that they were going to do that. I I kind of I get I get why they didn't want to ban it straight away because there is the the whole brainstorm lock thing, it does happen quite you do often get locked in, in historic because you do only have Fable Passage, mm-hmm. you don't really want to run Evolving Wilds. Yeah. Um Whereas in in, in uh, formats like modern, if you have access to all like the fetch lands and stuff, this is going to be brainstorm be yeah. super busted. every turn. Yeah, um, it's likely that if brainstorm did get printed in modern, it'd be banned straight away, and mm-hmm. because um, you'd just be very easily be able to do that. So there was a lot of talk about brainstorm being suspended in historic, and there was a lot of debate on it because like it's not that powerful. Like you're very likely to get locked a lot of times because uh, you've only got fable passage. That's like four cards. That's four yeah. lands that you have to to deal with brainstorm locks and. Yeah, it it was difficult for the, d- the community to decide, I think, on, mm-hmm. on the verdict. But um, what Wizards have done with the suspension, instead of just straight up banning it, what that means is they'll it's not playable in historic right now, and mm-hmm. they'll they're basically keeping a really good eye on historic uh, for the next like month or so and just looking at what happens to the format when brainstorm isn't in there, okay. seeing if the two decks still are at the top or if other decks are now able to see prominence because of it. Um, and yeah, it's it's a matter of waiting until they decide if it was good enough, if mm. it was going yeah. to be banned.
1: So in their BNR announcement, uh, Wizards actually had some interesting stuff to say about Brainstorm. Mm. So the two top meta decks that use Brainstorm in Historic at the moment are Is yeah. it Phoenix, and, and uh, Jeskai right. Control, mm-hmm. um, which uh, Wizards, you know, they they analyzed their tournament data and found that. The decks were very, very heavily played. Like, I think in some cases, Is it Phoenix had like seventy percent uh, of of particular tournaments playing it. Mm. Uh, so really, really high levels of play. However, in those tournaments, both decks only get a fifty-one to fifty-two percent win rate, mm. which okay. is a really reasonable win rate for a top meta deck. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that is why Wizards say that they were so hesitant to ban Brainstorm because they were looking at the data and they were seeing everybody's playing Jaskai Control or is it Phoenix, which makes the game less fun. Yes. However, those decks aren't actually dominating mm. in win rate. Yeah. That's a fairly reasonable win rate. So what should happen is with time, people will shift to decks that have a better win rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wizards have said that, yes, that is actually happening. Uh, according to their data, but it's just happening really slowly. Yeah. And so for the health of the format, they're suspending Brainstorm. Okay. Um, and so I think that it is really, um, it's not completely impossible that Brainstorm gets put back into Modern. Mm. Because Wizards' it, data it does suggest, weird. as you said, Sam, does suggest that it, Brainstorm may not have been a massive problem. Yeah. Uh, because it was, it was a very good card in the two decks that get played the most, but those decks don't actually win so often that yeah. it's problematic.
0: Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, historic was a definitely definitely a fun format. I think because there is def- you know you don't you don't you know see your opponent play brainstorm and fable passage. You think oh, I have lost. Yeah. You, you know you can play. I was I was stomping with the um, mono black in historic. Um, mono black was able to quite easily handle the, just the well not actually. Jeskai control was really hard because of lightning helix. Um, lightning helix is also pretty busted. But um you know, the mono black deck I was running, I think I nearly I nearly made I got it to Diamond, but then the season ended and I was like, I can't bother to go back up. Yeah. Um But yeah, like there was definitely a prominent a prominent no. Prominent amount of other that doesn't make sense, does it? Well, yeah. There was there was enough other decks for for fun his i don't know there was enough of
1: a variety there was of... enough
0: of a variety of decks in historic yeah. um it wasn't just uh for example when oko was out there was literally a tournament that was 49% oko deck yeah. and 51% go lost field decks yeah and that was ridiculous. that's mm-hmm. so boring. that was it in, yeah like
1: the top it what, was really yeah, that's it so was so boring, boring to watch didn't that.
0: didn't um, Grawl win in the end? <laughs> didn't Javier Dominguez win with Grawl. He was yeah. like the one person in the top one twenty eight that wasn't playing either Bad. of those decks, mm-hmm. and uh, he won the entire championship with Grawl. Which Good. Is pretty
2: cool. So he should. Yeah, he <laughs> don't follow um, the crowd.
1: Um, so, brainstorm. Yeah, yeah. we've talked about how it can be super powerful, mm. and that uh, you know, ancestral recall is one of those powerful cards in Magic's history, and that's yeah. one mana draw three cards. Mm. Um, brainstorm. If you have, uh, if you have two cards in your hand that are quote unquote dead cards, mm-hmm. either they're totally irrelevant in the matchup mm-hmm. or you're eight turns away from being able to cast them, uh, then brainstorm and then put those cards on top of your library and shuffle them away is very close to a one mana draw three cards. Yeah, yeah, like that is, uh, and that is exceptionally powerful. Yeah. Um, one of the other benefits of brainstorm is it makes starting hands. Um, much safer to keep. Mm-hmm. So, mm. it, it having brainstorm in your deck uh, and being able to cast it on turn one makes your starting hands a lot stronger because you can keep a really dicey hand if it has brainstorm in it. Because yeah. you're going to get to draw three cards straight away and then put back two, uh, which is it's yeah. It, you can you can really you can get away with. More with your kind of Mulligan decisions if you've got brainstorm, mm-hmm. and that makes it very powerful in a in a fast format as well. Um, so that's some of the logic behind why Wizards have made the decision that they've made. Mm. Um, and I think that based on what they've said, it sounds to me like suspending it was the right idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, suspending does just mean that it's banned effectively. It's the same as a banning, except Wizards try not to take banning very lightly. Yeah. Um, a ban is supposed to be a serious thing that is not just done and undone flippantly. And so they use the term suspend so that they have the option to unsuspend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they need to see what effect it has yeah, on the game. the
0: one other instance of suspension I can remember from the Historic format was Burning Tree Emissary. Mm. Um, that card was suspended in Historic for a while because it was, it seemed, I think, Rural Agro was just really on top, being able to pump out all of those two twos on turn mm. two. Um, was just really powerful at the time, uh, but the Wizards made the right choice in suspending it. And about a couple of months later, I think they was like, "All right, we can come back in." Okay. Uh, and it's still legal and historic to this day. Yeah. And it's not taking over or anything. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is fair. Um. So yeah, I think they made the right choice in suspension. The only bad thing that comes from it is that not everyone doesn't get their wild cards from Braidstorm. Now they have to wait until it gets banned. If yeah. it does, because um, when a card does get banned on the Arena, you get uh, wild cards if you had that card. Oh, do you? Yeah, you oh, get the okay. wild card back. Oh, that's cool. Uh, which is cool. So you know, if they don't, you don't get a wild card straight away, mm. but
1: yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Is brainstorm rare on Arena? It is a rare. Okay, because it's common in real life.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a common normally, uh, but it's only available through the Strixhaven Archives yeah. bundle, which is uh, yeah. why it's a rare. Which is super mm-hmm. stupid. That's it is.
1: Stupid. Yeah, the, the wild cards are a bit because it's still really cheap in paper. Yeah, brainstorm.
0: it's. I mean, yeah, it's a common. Mm-hmm. Um, as is many of the other Archive cards, which is... Mm. Yeah, I don't know why they... I mean, that was just a pretty lame move from from the Strixhaven archives. It was very much a, hey, spend your wild cards on this and then give us more money. Yes,
1: however, it was really good for Paper Magic. Mm. I stand by that. Yes, the Strixhaven archives, the way that they handled the rarities, really wasn't ideal for Arena players, but it was a really good thing for Paper players to get new artwork for old Mm. cards. Uh, really much needed much requested reprints yeah um i found brainstorms quite hard to get hold of that's fair yeah. uh for quite a while yeah um i wasn't able to get them for my pauper deck and yeah, yeah like seeing them reprinted is, is the, a good is thing
0: the rare version quite expensive the archive version not too expensive not
1: too i don't expensive. know off the top of my head how much more it is it's probably
0: only like a pound two pounds or something
1: probably. yeah i can't remember oh, so yeah a
0: while. so yeah that's that's what's kind of happened this weekend magic i suppose mm-hmm. there is there is actually uh, one more thing i did want to talk about the there's a couple of leaks um for the next couple sets of Magic yeah the Gathering.
2: okay so that is real
0: uh well so because
2: we're just we're still afr like calm down yeah. guys
0: that there, well there's there's actually that's not what i was talking about there, there's also a spoiler for, for innistrad, for innistrad yeah. yeah i was okay. actually talking about something else oh okay <laughs> something even more so there was a spoiler for innistrad um but I think it's the Innistrad Commander, so not actually part of the set. Right. Okay. Um, and it's one of the face commanders. Um, so yeah, that's a that one, that one got kind of spoiled. But what I was going to talk about originally was actually the name, the names of the next few sets that we can possibly, oh okay, possibly expect oh, I've to not see. Seen this. So these are not confirmed. Uh, these are data mined. Um and the two sets that we're possibly returning to in the near future are Dominaria, called Dominaria United and okay. Kamigawa Neon something.
1: Oh, yes. yes. Cyberpunk Kamigawa. Yeah. Oh.
0: Well, I think that's what okay. it was. Oh, they, boy. They, that's they, super cool. They, they teased some kind of uh, cyberpunk slash noir kind of set. Yeah. Um, so Kamigawa okay. Neon... I can't remember what else it was. was another word in it. But yeah, a Return to Kamigawa would be pretty damn insane. That would
1: be cool. Yeah, yeah
0: that would I, be cool. I looked into it a little bit. So Kamigawa came out with three expansions, I think in two thousand and four, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that was the latest
2: one. I, I mean, I've yeah. never heard of it. So yeah,
0: it's 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 style. So it's based around sort of Japanese um, culture, and mm-hmm. the idea of Kamigawa, the idea of the story was. There was like a ruler and he went into the spiritual world to achieve immortality. And so the gods were like really upset with him. And then they have waged like a spiritual war. Okay. And it was all very like, you know, Japanese spirituals. You know, there's yeah. a bunch of cool uh, themes in the, the set. Mm-hmm. And it'll be really interesting to see how they bring that back in, you know, modern times. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if it's like Kamigawa neon. That'd be really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so some of the like standout themes from Kamigawa were samurai. Yeah, um, we had Moonfolk, uh, which mm-hmm. is a very very under supported tribe. Moonfolk tribe. Yeah, Tamio mm-hmm. is a Moonfolk. Yeah, yeah. Um, And there are like maybe ten other Moonfolk cards, <laughs> um, but it's a really cool kind of creature tribe that doesn't have too much support.
0: <laughs> I think it
1: might have. It <laughs> so cool. Return of Horsemanship. Return yeah. um, of And it had Arcane as well. It had Splice yes, onto splice. Arcane and, and right. Arcane Arcane spells. Um, and yeah, it was very sort of spiritual, like very spirit heavy. I and I really like cool. that. Yeah. I, I've always liked the look of the set, uh, so I would be very excited about that. Yeah. That sounds dope. I'm looking forward to finding a bit more about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? And Dominaria United. Oh yeah. So
1: I'm 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 into return to cool. Dominaria. It will be. It's Dominaria is classic Magic. Yeah. It is just
0: the last time we classic. were classic Dominaria was. Before Ixalan. Yes. Which was just before War of the Spark. Right. So, is that right?
1: Mm, actually, oh. no. No. It, I'm pretty sure it was Ravnica. Ixalan, yeah, was Ravnica. Ixalan, then Ravnica again. And Dominario was before that.
0: Didn't Ixalan... Wasn't it Ixalan, Ixalan, then Ravnica, Ravnica? Didn't the Ravnica sets come out one after the other?
1: Oh, that seems more likely. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Ixalan... But Bef- be- before all of that was Dominaria.
0: Yeah, so, so Dominaria, the two Ixalan sets, the two Ravnica sets, and then War of the Spark. Yes. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that that's when we last visited Dominaria. That's when we had the the notorious five-mana Teferi. Yep, Hero uh, of that that was, Dominaria. Hero of mm-hmm. Dominaria, that was when he was printed. Yeah. Um, so, it'll be cool so. to see a return to Dominaria. So yes. Pretty, mm-hmm. f- you know, big, plane. One of the biggest sort of you know akin to ravnica kind yeah. of things mm. um so yeah those were the two leaked possible sets that we can expect so That's d- super cool. the
1: last dominaria set gave us a five mana teferi <laughs> war of the spark gave us a three mana teferi three mana. so okay. i think i think we can expect to see a one, one mana, mana teferi, teferi. well yeah, <laughs> yeah we had four mana teferi in the teferi
0: set <laughs> the, co-
1: the m21 mm-hmm. set blue white hybrid mana with, uh, yeah. well, teferi, no, First we like we'll need device. two mana Teferi. fairy,
0: a little baby Teferi. <laughs> baby Teferi. Yeah. Well, that's what Teferi 3 is called. So this is embryo Teferi. Fetus, <laughs> Fetus Teferi. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I, God, I hope not. <laughs> no, no, me no, too. no matter what they put on that card's text, a two mana Teferi is going to be overpowered. We all know it. <laughs> yeah. They could say, like, plus zero, lose one life. And that still probably be overpowered somehow. Um... But yeah, so that's possible, we'll see. If that is the truth, though, the next standard rotation is going to be stacked. Like, you've got Innistrad, you've got Zendikar, you've got... So you've got Zendikar, what was it? Kalheim, Strixhaven, and then DMD set. Innistrad, Dominaria, Kamigawa. It's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really fun.
1: Yeah. Um, I think so. I, I so there was an article that I read just before we started, which I can't really remember, so it's probably not a very good thing to talk about. <laughs> um, uh, about the next rotation and yeah. how it's looking and uh, how a lot of the community is really looking forward to Eldren and Ikoria rotating oh, yeah. out. Mm. Because they have... I, I, so I touched on this at the start of the episode, but I have really gotten bored of, uh, of playing Standard yeah. and uh, and things insane. like that yeah. yeah, over this year. I don't know whether it's just the way that I like to play Magic has changed or because this Standard that we're in has just not been fun. It's
0: been it's been a slow burn of Eldrain being on top and then when ikoria came out it was like, oh now it's Eldrain and ikoria And mm. it's just been those just two been sets. Yeah. For like mm-hmm. the past. Like y- your deck wasn't good if you're not playing a companion. Yeah. And if you were if you weren't playing a panion, your deck had to be insanely good. Mm-hmm. Like it had to be like a straight mono red win on turn three. Yeah. Mm. And
1: deck building was basically just, well, are there any adventures I can cram in, in these yeah. colours? <laughs>
0: Yeah, can I make my card count 56 instead of 60? Yeah. <laughs> that was what it was about. And, uh, yeah, it... I don't know. It, it's going to be very exciting to see uh, Rotation happen. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because as well, because in Historic, where it'll, that'll be the only real place that Eldraine and Nicoria will see play, mm-hmm. I don't even know if they will see play that much because they don't right now. Adventures aren't amazing in Historic, even though you have things like Lucky Clover and Escape to the Wild's Legal in there. And, uh, you know, companions aren't too prevalent in Historic either. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll just never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I would like to see Adventures. I would like to see Eldraine again. I did yeah. like the set thematically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did like it, um, like, they right just, after it came out, I think. Yeah. I, I did enjoy it uh, to an extent. But, yeah, they, they, they just... Really they really just, just overpowered yeah, the yeah, yeah. Did. Like, yeah, they did.
0: Love Struck Beast. Every time I read that card, I'm just like, this is a three-mana 5-5... Five five which also you can pay to make a 1 1 and it's not in your hand that you can cast it from exile so it yeah. can't be hand hated. And also you can have a 1 mana creature that draws you a card when you pay 3 mana to make a 5 5. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, what the f? This card is ridiculous. Absurd. Yeah. It is absurd. absurd. And yeah, so, you know, and again with Bonecrusher Giant as well, it's just such a perfect 2 mana, 3 mana play. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, that's just consistent. Yeah. And powerful. Yeah. Like, yeah. They just needed to do the adventures a bit less powerful than that. They, mm-hmm. they were just a bit too overpowered. Um, and even the one mythic rare one, Brazen Barra, that was powerful for a while. That doesn't see play anymore. No, it yeah. doesn't. Nobody plays Brazen and <laughs> that was meant to be the OP one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. They just, they they they, they missed they miss the mark with adventures. And yeah, it would be cool to see see them again, but just done correctly, I say. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I have uh, about the, the next few sets.
1: Okay, well... And, uh, I think we should close off there. We've touched on a bunch of the new stuff that's going on in Magic the Gathering at the moment. Uh, So let's make a small toast to the future of magic and the new standard.
0: With our water
1: bottles. Yep. We
2: can share this one, Josh. Cheers. Cheers. I was getting my voice ready.